Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Thank you. Welcome to the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast hosted by me, Dr. Mark Halstead. I cover current hot topics and recent research in the world of the young athlete relevant to healthcare professionals. This is the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast. Injuries can be devastating to an athlete of any age. It typically means loss in many respects of goals, dreams, aspirations, normal physical activity, interaction with teammates, and just being part of a team in general. Over the years, many tears have been shed in sports medicine offices over a diagnosis that results in that loss. But where does the athlete go from there? What supports do they have? Is there a parent who also expresses disappointment or frustration with the diagnosis, or do they express empathy? How about the coach? How about us as sports medicine professionals? Is this an athlete who holds their identity as an athlete only, and that injury has now stripped that, leaving that athlete with a perceived loss of identity? All of this are things to consider. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest to me, my son. He suffered a sports injury his sophomore year, which led to a significant acute decline in his mental health. We're going to discuss his experiences and his story. I'm Dr. Mark Halstead, your host, and this is the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast. My guest today is my son, Owen. He'll be graduating soon from high school and moving on to pursue a career in journalism at the University of Missouri. He ran cross country all four years in high school and track his first two years, which is where he sustained his injury. He had an injury to his iliac apophysis, and if you aren't familiar with that area, the area where you rest your hands on your hips is actually the iliac crest. He had really put a lot of stress on that area during track workouts, which led him to needing to shut things down and do some physical therapy. However, because of the fairly short seasons, he was unable to get back to compete. But that's where the story starts. Owen had worked really hard to improve his sophomore year during his fall cross-country season, and then he trained over the winter competing in a late winter indoor track event at the University of Missouri and was looking and running well. He was really buying into being a competitive runner. But this injury robbed him of his goals, and after working hard to get there, he wasn't sure he could get back again, and he was frustrated over the efforts he had put into what seemed to take him nowhere. This is a common story for young athletes after injuries. We will tackle the issue of athletic identity and how that can be a dangerous thing to only think of yourself as an athlete in an upcoming episode of this month. But let's get started with my interview with Owen. Well, thanks, Owen, for joining me today. I'm super excited about your upcoming venture in college and your potential as a journalist. Who knows, maybe this will get you excited about podcasting like your dad has been. You know, I'd love for you to start off just by talking to our listeners about your sophomore track season, your hip injury, and what that did to you mentally. Going into the sophomore year track season, I was coming off of a great cross-country season. I had just broken 20 minutes for my 5K I had won the most improved runner during that season. And during the winter, I was putting down those miles. I was grinding every single day, even when it was hard, even when it was snowing, even when it was so cold that I couldn't feel my fingers while I was running. I was putting in the work every single day, Monday through Saturday. And I felt great going into that season. The sky was the limit, it felt like. Once I got into the season, that's when things started to sort of go downhill. I noticed the pain in my hip when I was warming up before a workout. We normally do sprints at the end of our warmups just to get our legs used to the more intense speed. And I noticed my hip was hurting and I I wanted to be 
cautious about it because I felt like I was in a good spot as it was and I didn't want to jeopardize anything. So I told my mom and then ended up hanging out in the trainer for a while. And then after a while, I had to go to physical therapy and I was diagnosed with iliac apophysitis, which was basically like a bone bruise. And I had to sit out basically in the entire season. Maybe I could have gotten back in at some point, but after being up as high as I was at that point, going from winning the most improved runner award in cross country season to the winter running I had, I sort of just fell off. I couldn't sort of bring myself to push myself to recover. I just sort of wanted to be done. I mean, it, it, it really was crushing. I started cross country as mainly just a way to quit Boy Scouts because I just didn't really enjoy that. And I wanted to try to find a passion elsewhere. And during my freshman year, it I was mainly just messing around with my friends. It was just something I had a couple friends who were sophomores during my freshman year. And I, we, I would basically just goof off with them and just enjoy being able to run around in bush wildlife with my friends. But Sophomore year, especially during the summer, going from freshman to sophomore year, was when everything sort of shifted for me, I would say. And I put my nose to the grindstone and I just pushed myself every single day. During that summer, I just, I sort of reached a new level of running from doing something for fun to actually being a competitor and during that season that cross-country season man I mean it was just crazy how much I could see myself improve and how dedicated I felt to what I was doing that continued into the winter like every time I could see myself getting better every milestone that I got it just further boosted me up but I mean I think that almost spelled for what happened after after I got injured I was building a unsteady foundation. I was going off of way too much success and I was basically, I was up really high. I, I was feeling really, really, really good, but I didn't have a lot of foundation anywhere else. I, I had put a lot of eggs into this basket. I wasn't prepared for anything like that to happen to me. I wasn't prepared to get injured. I don't think anybody prepares to get injured, but coming off the season that I had had, all the work that I put in for basically like more than a year at that point, it just to see it, <laughs> just to see stuff not matter after that. I mean, obviously you can control injuries to an extent, but it's sort of like just a fluke, something that, you know, maybe you could prevent, but it, it was just brutal. It, it was not, not good. Yeah. And, you know, to give Owen some credit here, you know, when he said he didn't want to do Boy Scouts, we had a little rule in our house that if you had to be involved in something. So Owen's thing was Boy Scouts up until high school started. And then, you know, the camping wasn't his thing. And that's fine. But that we insisted that he do something. And so he took on the role of cross country. And, and, and you know, we, we saw him grow significantly during his freshman year if something that was just there. I remember in between uh, your eighth grade and freshman year, you ran the the 4th of July run. And I think you got, what, 30 minutes or something like that? Yeah. For the 5K. And then, you know, by the, the your sophomore year, you were at 1945, I think was your PR. Yeah. 
and just seeing you after that race. And yeah, so it, it hit you hard. And for those of you who may not know what iliac apophysitis is, so it's a little bit more than a bone bruise. So it's actually a stress injury to the growth plate in your hip. And so the muscles around the hip pull on the hip bone and it actually starts to separate it some. And I'll never forget when your mom had asked me to kind of take a look at your hip real quick and I started pushing on you. And I, I don't think I've had a person yet who was that sore to touch. I felt really bad because I, I think I made you hurt so bad when I just pushed on you there. And I, I you know, I kind of knew having seen a lot of track runners with that problem, what was going on. And so, yeah, you, you did therapy and you put in the work there, but you know, it was a hard struggle for you to recover and kind of set up uh, Owen's kind of mental health issues at that point. And he had seen a counselor. He had been seeing other mental health professionals to help him. You know, your your mom and I tried to be supportive and encouraging, but we know that's always an internal struggle for you. And we've been fortunate that Owen's been really willing to open up to us and speak his mind and relay his struggles. And don't get me wrong, it's not like he comes home from school every day and lays it all out there. And we strive to make our home and our family an environment where our kids know that they can ask us anything and we'll try and support them and offer our advice and relay our experience. And not as parents that agree or say yes to anything, but that we will try our best to not judge things that they've done or thought. And I, I think, Owen, tell us a little bit about your thoughts about how those who have been in your life, especially your experience with counseling, because I, you know, I, I'd say for at least your mom and I's perspective, I think your experience with your counselor has been phenomenal and you still do that today and how that may or may not have helped you with things. To start off, I think I have been extremely lucky considering some of the other situations that I've heard from other people who have dealt with similar issues to me. Basically, straight after my parents realized that the injury went deeper, it affected me mentally. I was in therapy. I met my therapist, Haddon, basically during the start of the summer before junior year. And I've been meeting with him ever since, basically. It's like on or off, like weekly or every two weeks, but it, it's definitely helped me grow uh, like extremely. Like I definitely would not be in the place I am now if it wasn't for therapy. And also, I mean, I've got to credit my family, my mom, and my dad, especially. I mean, there's there's a reason why I'm able to talk to them like I do. There's a reason why I'm able to open up to them. Being able to know that you're going to go to them and there's not going to be any judgment or any misunderstanding, any impatience. When I got to sit down with them, I was able to have a mind, a, just a clear conscience. And I was able to say what I needed to say. What as hard as it may be, as confusing as some of my emotions might seem during the time, I was able to express that. And I personally think that that's the key thing is when when you're in a state like I was when you were extremely like depressed and anxious, at like one of the lowest points of my life to that point, you more than anything, you need a pair of open ears, someone who's going to listen to you regardless of what you're saying, regardless of whether it makes sense or regardless of if you're going to regret it later, anything, just someone to, to like talk to you, no judgment, because I, I feel like that's the hardest thing for some people is the feeling of that they're going to get burned because the person is going to that they're confiding in, they're not going to like them after what they hear. And I mean, I had so many supportive people during and still to this day 
with my battles with depression and anxiety. And I mean, it was it, it was initially sort of hard to be as open as I am now about it, especially to my friends. I, I feel like it is really challenging as a person my age to sort of talk to people your age about these mental health struggles, at least initially, because I, I feel like there are multiple different levels of emotional maturity that you're dealing with when you're talking to your parents versus you're talking to like your friends versus talking to your therapist and a higher level of emotional maturity is always going to make it easier for you to talk about your problems because it's more of an open sort of discourse, more understanding versus like snap judgments and stuff like that. So I, I just feel uniquely blessed because I, I, I was so helped. I was in such a good environment to not cave in and it's never going to be that simple as like whether you have a good environment or not. Depression and anxiety are just unpredictable entities as it is. It's constant, like just fluctuation. Some days you'll have a great day, you'll feel great, and something can change that in an instant or vice versa. It's, it's, it's a really challenging thing to navigate, but a constant throughout my entire past two years of struggling with it is that I've had people there for me that are willing to listen and support me in whatever way I need in that moment. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll continue hearing Owen's story. Make your podcast soar with the Editor Corps. Editing podcasts can be rough. Everyone knows that you'll spend at least double the time you use creating the podcast when editing it. Then there's the control freak factor and the gotta get it right the first time. Well, it's time to shove all that out the door and make your podcast soar with the Editor Corps. The Editor Corps is a talented, experienced team of podcast editors that have edited tens of thousands of hours of podcast content, and they're ready for yours now. Check out EditorCore.com because it's time to make your podcast soar. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Dr. Mark Halstead here. Do you like what you're hearing on the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast? If you want to learn how your business, organization, or effort can benefit from my focused audience of professionals interested in pediatric sports medicine, connect with us and let's have a conversation. You can reach out to us at pediatricsportsmedicinepodcast.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. We are back with my very special guest today, my oldest son, Owen. He's been talking to us about his story and his mental health struggles following a sports injury. To give Owen a lot of credit and props here, you know, it's, I don't think it's easy for any parent to see their kids struggle. Certainly that was challenging and and heartbreaking, honestly, for both my wife and I watching him struggle and seeing exactly what he talked about. Some days where he would be really feeling good and other days where he felt awful. And, you know, I I think one of the things that we're most blessed with is that he's been able to 
you know, process things a little bit, but then realize that that it is still a safe place in the house. And I think that's where a lot of parents can come in. And this is not coming from a physician standpoint, but just just parents in general of just being able to sit there and listen to your kid and let them talk and let them vent. Cause I think you needed that at certain points. And I, I think that if families can do that or even just recognize that, I think there's there's too many parents out there who may not recognize the signs that their kid may be struggling because there is still that stigma about having mental health issues. You know, I, as you kind of talked about, as far as the difference between talking with your parents and talking with your friends and talking with a counselor, you know, that's a, it's a super safe place with a counselor because that's what they do all the time. Your parents could be a plus or a minus depending on your parent. And friends, that could be all over the board because there's a lot of judgment there, especially at your age. No question. I'm even older than that. There's there's a lot of question. And, you know, we've talked a lot about support from your friends, but how hard is it to be able to talk to your friends about this? And do you, do you think many of your friends actually understand your struggles? Initially, I was really hesitant to talk to them about what was going on with me. And I really felt that it was much easier to just put it off and sort of disassociate from the group because my friend group mainly centered around the guys who did cross country and track at that point. And I wasn't there most of the time anyway. So, I mean, it was really easy for me to slip away. It was really easy for me to not let on what was going on in my life at that point. I, I felt like they probably wouldn't understand. It's never going to be that simple. And it is hard to like open up about it. After numerous therapy sessions, I was able to realize the beneficial nature of actually talking to my friends about what was going on, why I was not hanging out as much. And I mean, I'm still on and off with hanging out with them and like people in general. It's definitely a challenging aspect of sort of my mental health issues. It's just, it's really easy to isolate yourself. But I think telling my friends initially what I was going through, although it was really tough for me, maybe too tough. I think I sort of tried to build a wall of like, they'll never understand what this is. They'll never have to go through what I'm going through. And I don't want to sort of drag them in to my life, which I felt was just a buzzkill at that point. But to be able to open up to them and tell them what's going on, I mean, it's freeing. Friends are always, just teenagers in general, are always going to be a mixed bag when it comes to reactions. But I think I picked a really good group of people who were completely accepting of like what reasoning I gave for how I was feeling. And there wasn't like any sort of things of like, oh, that's lame or, you know, like just get over it, get over yourself. I, th I think everybody struggles with mental health issues to an extent, but I think sometimes it's a little more heavy for some people than others. And when you're at that point, like I was, it's just really hard to feel like other people can understand you. But throughout the rest of my high school career, it's become something that I can just sort of throw into a conversation. Like people get it now more than ever. I think people, whether it's adults, younger people, everybody, I think more and more people understand the value of mental health. And I feel like it's easier than ever now to like just talk and be open about it because I felt that I felt more accepted and I feel more comfortable like sharing my experiences with other people. It's less stigmatized and I feel like more people understand what the benefits of it is.
do you feel in general that the environment at school and on the sports teams are, are, are good and to be honest about struggles from mental health? And do you think there's any stigma placed on kids at school dealing with depression and anxiety? Well, I feel like my experience with sports teams is pretty unique because my mom is an assistant coach for our cross country and track teams. So I definitely had it easier than most kids do when I was initially struggling with my physical injury for one when I was rehabbing from that, it, it was really easy to communicate. I, I feel like a lot of kids struggle to sort of like vocalize what they're dealing with physically sometimes. And it was really easy. I had a really good discourse with my mom and my coaches about it. And so that that wasn't the problem. I, I feel like my mom as well, she has dealt with the same issues that I have during her career as a runner. And I mean, I felt really safe at that point. And I definitely had someone to fall back on, whether it was my mom or my dad. I knew that I could rest on that. But personally, I mean, like I said before, my situation is pretty unique considering the fact that I have my mother is like a trainer slash therapist slash coach slash everything uh, just at my disposal on the team. And I mean, some people don't have that sort of opportunity. And, you know, I, I could see that it would probably be challenging for some people to be honest and open about the mental health struggles that they're having for any variety of like teams. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure put on athletes, like despite the fact that I was like doing really well during the cross country and into track season, like. I was pretty easily replaceable. Like I was probably high JV at that point, but I can't even imagine how it would feel if I was like a varsity runner. If I had that feeling that the team was depending on me, there were people who like ran the same pace as me. So I didn't have that sort of feeling, but like when you're in that position, when you're one of the top guys out there, I feel like there's not a lot of like room for having an off day or feeling bad about a race or performance. There's, there's not a lot of room there for you to sort of sit back and think and care and have emotion about how you've been feeling over the season because it's just the one workout after the next. It's sort of monotonous and you're you're basically a symbol. You're, how you do is sort of like a measuring stick for the rest of the team. And I mean, I can't even imagine how it feels. You, you've got to have extremely an extremely strong mentality for being in one of those positions and i i feel like it's really challenging for people like that to go through mental health struggles like i couldn't even imagine being in that position and as far as a stigma i mean i i feel like during these past few years at school there's been a lot of like sort of try like education based group we we have this thing called how time which is like we just get a bunch of different grade levels together in a room and we just talk about some of the problems going on in society, some of the issues that need to be addressed. And I mean, they, they've tried to sort of help people understand what's going on with like mental health issues that people have and sort of definitely trying to deflate like the stigma that might have been present earlier. I mean, just the way that school is in general. I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's not really set up for kids to have like a positive mental health experience like throughout it, in my personal opinion. There's just not a lot of ways that you can sort of take a break 
it, it's it starts you off like really rough in the morning you have to wake up really early and then you're basically put through hours and hours of classes until you go home and then go do sports or whatever while there might not be a stigma per se in school against mental health i feel like it's definitely not like conducive to bettering your mental state either i I feel a lot of school is kind of negative and i've i've definitely felt that this year with a lot of the responsibilities i've taken on I mean, it's gotten to a point where it's like it's really challenging to even want to do schoolwork. So I feel like it's not what school has done for decreasing the stigma on mental health. But like there's a lot of activity, things that need to be changed for it to, you know, sort of show progress in that field because it's just not friendly to people with sort of mental health struggles. So kind of the environment and how you're supported kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of room for you to be able to take a break or sit a class out, uh, tests, anything like that. I mean, obviously, like that's part of school. That's a part of education. But I feel like to a certain point, it can be sort of negative for people who struggle with anxiety or depression where they can get in slumps and, you know, one bad grade can basically take you out of it. It's never as simple as numbers, I think. And I, I feel like everything is too sort of strict and based on statistics and nothing else. And I, I just I, I feel like it's just too cut and dry for what developing teenage minds are, which is unpredictable and really challenging to deal with. Personally, I just feel like it doesn't really cater to what we are now as teenagers. So, and if you could change something as to how things have gone down over the last two years since you got hurt and kind of started this course of dealing with just overall your mental health and your feelings, what what would that be if there's anything? I wouldn't have quit on myself like I sort of have at points. It is really easy to sort of just give up and feel like nothing is ever going to get better. And I feel like at points I've gotten to that stage and I feel like you can let yourself get there if you want to. But at the same time, there are so many things I could have done over the past two years to better myself and work on my state of mental health because, I mean, it was constantly fluctuating, constantly changing. It still is to this day. But there are a lot of actions I can and should take at the moment to help benefit myself physically and mentally because, you know, it's really easy to wallow. It's really easy to just sink in to whatever issues or problems that you're going through. It's really easy to see the negatives. It's easy to see the darkness, but I really would like to have seen myself trudge forward instead of sort of rest and wallow as much as I have. And I mean, hopefully that's what I can apply to the rest of my life, especially these next upcoming months and years where I'm going off to college and going into the workforce because there's not a lot of time left to wait and sit around. So I would have liked to get a head start on that sort of mentality of always moving forward. But I think now is as good as time as ever. So that's probably what I would have tried to do two years earlier. Yeah. And, you know, as you say, you know, trying to trudge forward, it's easier said than done. I mean, that's part of the nature of depression is there's a lack of motivation and, and hard to do stuff. And it's just really hard to see the positives in things a lot of times. And, 
you know, I think in, in, you know, what you kind of talked about as going off to college and, and that I think, you know, having the experience at the time that you did, I think if anything, if there's a good time to have it, that probably was a good time to have it because you now have had some resources and some good counseling and ways to kind of equip yourself a little bit. You know, we both know that the depression and the thoughts of your worth, there's still things that are going on and something you still battle with. You know, if there was something you can explain or express to our listeners, just how that affects you on a day-to-day basis, you know, what would you tell them? Just things to kind of be aware of when you're talking to people about this. It differs from day-to-day how it affects me. Some days I'll want to be out all the time. I'll want to be with my people all day. Um... I just like a really like needing like a really desire for company and companionship. And then other days I'll just want to be in my room for hours on a time. And I mean, it's felt like that a lot recently. I, I think your mood fluctuates a lot from day to day and it takes nothing to sort of set you off on one way or another. It, it's really, it's really challenging to focus, get your schoolwork done you can really work yourself up really easily when you're really struggling with depression and anxiety. I feel like it's really not hard to set yourself off in a bad path. But what I try to do to just get through the day is just understand that just the way that I approach every day is just like I sort of categorize what activities I have to do. And then I just take them on one at a time. And I feel like it's a pretty effective way to go through the day because, you know, when you're mired, when you're wallowing and whatever it is, it's really easy to lose track of what you need to do and you miss out on a lot of things. So when you sort of inventory what's going on and you sort of try to focus more on what's in front of you and not what's up in your head, I think it really can be helpful to sort of go through all that kind of stuff and just think a little bit, get yourself out of your head. So anything else you'd like to share before we end our discussion today? I mean, honestly, I'm just happy that I'm able to talk about this. And I hope that this can reach someone who needs it. Because I mean, even to this day, it's really challenging for me to deal with stuff like this. It's depression and anxiety is never a joke. It's a really serious problem. And I feel like it's it's one of the biggest issues of the world today, and I, I feel like it's only going to get worse. Obviously, there are like a lot of efforts being taken in the world to sort of destigmatize mental health issues, and there's definitely less of a stigma around it today than there was even like ten or twenty years ago. But I still think that it's in the era of technology. It's just it's becoming a bigger problem than ever. I think there should be even more, you know efforts being made to help people understand what could be going on inside their child's or their parents, anybody's, anybody's brain, because, you know, empathy is really important today more than ever. And I, I think that everyone should try to be making an effort to understand what people are going through because it really helped me. And some people don't get the wonderful help that I got and how I've been able to work through and, I'm one of the lucky people. There there are a lot of people that don't make it as far as I have because it, it can get really hard. It can get really challenging. And I, I really just want to reach people with this. And I want people to know that people are trying to help you. People are trying to like 
make changes and make a difference in your life and that you are worth everything. You, you matter to everybody. Wise words from a young man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you, Owen, for everything you've done in your 18 years of life so far. And I look forward, as I know your mom does as well, to see where your career takes you, whether that ends up in journalism, because, you know, we know that sometimes people change their mind when they get to college or, I'm I'm thrilled you were able to to do this and that you were willing to do it and I'm uh, it's brave of you to go on this and do this um, and talk about this because I think it's uh, you know it's easy to as you said it's easy to just kind of hang out in your room and wallow about stuff for anybody with this and you know you're right if you can say some words and it helps somebody or inspire somebody to say hey you know what that person's doing and struggling the exact same way I have. And I understand them and I see them and I think that's that's more valuable than anything in the world. And so so thank you, Owen. I'm really glad that I'm hopefully able to bring a new light to some of the people who are gonna be listening to this. And I mean, I hope I'll be on well, I'll be able to visit this podcast in the future because I mean I think it's really cool. You know, the Missouri J School's got a got a winner in him. This is his first foray into the audio world. So we'll, we'll see if this takes him anywhere from here on out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast. We hope you continue to listen to our series on mental health and the athlete over the month of May for Mental Health Awareness Month. Please leave us feedback, and we greatly appreciate your five-star reviews. Follow us on Twitter at PedSportsPod and subscribe to us through your favorite podcast streaming platform. I'm Dr. Mark Halstead, your host, and this has been the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you will join us for future episodes. Find my entire library of episodes at pediatricsportsmedicinepodcast.com. I'm Dr. Mark Halstead, and this has been the Pediatric Sports Medicine Podcast.